Hello, I'm Jack Russell, and welcome back to the seventh in our series of 10 podcasts. And this one is The Power of Coaching. In 2000, I set up Personal Development Coaching, um, and I was really passionate about coaching personal development. And I'd come across coaching through working in the outdoors. Very much there was a, there was a shift from instruction, telling people, to coaching, to looking at how to get people to come up with the solutions for themselves rather than telling them what to do. So a process of questioning, listening, and holding people accountable once they'd come up with their own solutions. In 1995, I was fortunate enough to become probably one of 50 level five coaches in the country, working with Olympic athletes. I went and took a deep dive into the whole process of coaching and how to really start to unlock potential in other human beings, how not to do it for them, but how to allow people to come up with the solutions for themselves and then support them in that process so they could own their own goals and achievements. Etched into my memory is a canoe session I ran with probably 20 young naval officers. And I remember putting them onto the water and saying to them, get on with it. I said, here's your blade, here's your boat, use your body and think about your brain, those four Bs. And I got them on the water, didn't give them very much instruction. And within no time at all, they were going forwards, backwards, sideways. They worked it out for themselves. But one young, irate naval officer came up to me and said, this is appalling. He said, you've given us no instruction and I said, well, what do you want me to do? I said, do you want me to stand you on the shore and told, tell you how to hold a blade and, uh, and how the boat works and give you endless instruction before you get onto the water? He said, well, you could have done. And I said to him, but you worked it out for yourself. I asked a few questions. I gave you a bit of information and you worked it out. You came up with the solutions. And this guy kind of scratched his head, walked off and he said, yes, you're quite right. He said, we, we worked it out for ourselves. And that was a very profound experience for me because I realized that too many of us like to control people's learning, that we like to control people's goals. But I quickly realized that no one likes to be told what to do. That's the real fundamental thing in life. We like to come up with the solutions for ourselves. And we're all very delighted and very chuffed with ourselves when we actually come up with a solution and say, this is what I'm going to do, rather than being told. So, why coaching? Why is coaching so important? Well, to me, I think most athletes, most successful individuals in life all have developed coaching skills in terms of performance to increase their potential. We need to create an, a, an environment which is a safe environment to help recalibrate people's lives and ultimately manifest a catalyst for change. Many of us if we don't want coaching, what we're saying is we don't really want to change. But I've always noticed that people do, deep down, want to improve their lives. So have you got a challenge or a blocker that you can't fix on your own? There's a lovely saying that really the, the brain that created the problem is not always the brain that can solve it. I think how often have we experienced an opportunity where somebody listens deeply to you? in a non-judgmental way, in an unbiased way, where they are totally there for you. I often say, tell me the last time somebody sat with you for 
an hour, a couple of hours, listened to you deeply with no agenda and wanted to help you improve your life. Not a cosy chat, but somebody really challenging you to dig deep and find out what it is you need to do differently. So I think we need to really hold people accountable. Many of us are allowed to to get off lightly in life with things because we never really go and bring somebody on board with us and say, help me to be accountable for the things that I want to change and do differently. So my questions to you are these. Do you need to gain focus or new direction in your life? Are you at a crossroads in life? You know, are you lost, as many people tell me? Do you need to improve physically or mentally? Do you need to think about your health? Is there somebody that you need to develop a better relationship with? Are you struggling in the workplace or with business? Do you have a leadership challenge that you're often challenged with? Do you need to gain confidence and self-belief? The amount of people that talk to me and tell me, Jack, I really don't believe in myself and I see myself as having imposter syndrome is phenomenal. I never really see people that come to me with the Dunning-Kruger effect where they think they're brilliant and actually they're not. Uh, (laughs) Do you need to find purpose, passion and plans? Those three things which I always talk about, they're the things that, you know, I've put together. And I always say to people, you know, why are you here on this planet? What gets you excited and motivated? And where are you going in the future? Most people can answer maybe one or two, but probably not all three. Think about that. Do you want to reconnect with a colleague or a loved one? Is there somebody where you're feeling fractured, something slightly broken in a relationship, and you need to sort that out? Are you bored? Do you need to find more motivation? And is there a big decision that you need to make? So many times when I work with people, I create an environment which is... I hope, a really safe environment where people can feel that there's a huge amount of trust, not only in the coach, but also as a coachee. We're human beings. We use this word integrity, but really to find deep integrity in ourselves where we can, in those moments, really dial up that integrity to, you know, be totally connected to that person. I always ask people to to think about when they're having coaching, to find out, you know, what they want to be coached on. It's very easy to to sort of walk into a room and say, well, I don't know. I've no idea what I need coaching on. But to be really specific, to find out something that you really want to change or do differently. And I think if somebody's going to have coaching, they need to be open. They need to be honest. They need to have a modicum of vulnerability to open up to somebody else who's also going to be there with that person to help them improve. They need to be able to find their own solutions and their own goals. But often we can't do that on our own. We need somebody to really challenge us. And I will say that coaching is not a cosy chat. This is not a chat between two people. It needs to be made formal. It needs to be made in a boundaried way so that two people can have a conversation where there is a process of very much the coach being the steering wheel and the coachee being the engine. 
the coach steers the conversation, but the coachee actually brings, you know, the challenge to life and actually looks to be brave to be able to start to to work out what it is they want to change, what it is they need to change or they want to change, need being a necessity and want being a wish. So the coach can't get into the drama triangle with the coachee. It's not appropriate for that person to climb down in that pit with that person and engage in their struggle or their challenge or their suffering. Sympathy is really not an option. You can't climb down in that pit with that person. But you can stand at the top of the pit and throw that person a rope and actually offer them empathy. I mean, the ability to deeply be empathetic with a person is very powerful. To understand their pain, but not necessarily feel their pain and carry that pain. You have to be able to put a boundary up to make sure that that doesn't get taken on board. I think a coach needs to be tough. You need to be tough enough and brave enough to ask the challenging questions, often the questions that that person doesn't really want to to be asked. But if you have the confidence to ask those questions safely in an appropriate manner, timely manner, then those questions can be very powerful. I mentioned earlier that the coach needs to be the steering wheel. The coach needs to make that whole process confidential It needs to stay in those four walls or out on a walk and talk where the information is not going to be passed back to other people. It's between those two people. It's an intimate time where two people are looking to improve performance in that person that needs it. The coach has a responsibility to log that information, to really take that information and and log it. And so that you remember everything that was said, everything that was going to, to be agreed I always love to make sure that I've actually got a contract, a legal contract to say, listen, this is what we're going to do and this is when it's going to happen and this is how it's going to happen. And people often say to me, but Jack, if it doesn't work, well, what do I do? Well, of course we can change the goals. We can we can change it and make them realistic. But if it continues not to work, I say walk away. Go and find somebody else that you want to have coaching with. But don't waste our time if you're not going to take action. Because ultimately, from that coaching process comes action. It's action to change so that people can suddenly start to improve their potential and their performance in life. I think the coach needs to inspire that person to be able to unlock, to be able to help them grow, to be able to you know, be with them in that moment. And in that moment, that coach has to listen in such a deep way not in a, in a general form of listening where you're kind of listening to the gaps so that you can say what you want or you're listening to the, to the clock on the wall, but you're really focused listening. You're hanging on every word that person says. You are in that moment. Your phone goes off, you ignore it. But you've also got to listen on a global level. Some people call it level three where you're actually listening to what's not been said. You're listening to the elephant in the room. You're listening to how that person is perhaps avoiding the subject. It's a bit like somebody going to the doctors. My wife's a GP, and it's that danger when somebody doesn't really say what they need to say, and they walk out of the room, and just before they walk out of the consulting room, they say, I've got a lump on the side of my neck. And actually, they didn't have that ability to come in and say it straight away. So in level three, global listening, you're listening for 
perhaps what's not been said, the bigger picture. And we mentioned about holding people accountable. You need to hold people accountable. You know, the coach has as much responsibility to hold people accountable as the coachee has to think about what they want to change and actually make it happen. But it's that coming back to, to that person. Have you done it? You know, when's it going to happen? How can I support you? You know, what do you need? What tools, skills in order to make that change? And the coach has to be organised. Organised in terms of timekeeping, organised in terms of the process that they take people through. To understand how to guide the process, to have the knowledge, to know what to bring in, where and when. I think many people make great coaches when they can listen deeply and they can question in a very curious manner and they can ask the most wonderful questions. But actually, coaches need real knowledge. They need to be able to apply the conversation. They need to have, if you're coaching leadership, you need a deep knowledge of leadership. If you're looking at personal development, you need an understanding of personal development or personality types. Whatever it is you're working on, the coach has a responsibility to make sure they understand those issues very, very deeply so they can bring them to the table. So I often ask the question, who needs coaching? You know, why, why would you have coaching? Well, the simple answer is that every single person that wants to improve performance and tap into real potential is the person who needs coaching. But it is putting yourself in a vulnerable environment. You are laying yourself bare to, to, to some challenging questions. And many of us like to be in control and not let our guard down. But actually, if we can work in a safe environment where we feel safe physically, mentally, emotionally, then we can start to discuss the things that you know, really will help us improve. I've often had many men and women who come on coaching sessions and they'll say to me, Jack, this is the first time I've told anybody what I'm about to tell you. And it is a deeply personal experience with another human being. It is a real privilege to hear some of the things that people will tell you. In a GP appointment, people might tell you um, some very personal things, but it's only 7 to 20 minutes before the next person comes in. If you can create an environment in a coaching session where you're outdoors or you're in a safe environment where there are not other people around, you can very much let your guard down to discuss things that perhaps are really holding you back in life. And I've had people who've told me that they've got literally years to live and they want to work on how they can make the rest of their life a powerful experience for them and their families. I've had people that have taken massive steps in life to, to change their health. I've had people that have lost three stone on coaching sessions and have walked back into the room and have felt that their lives have changed massively. I've had people that have struggled to connect and be within their family unit. They've struggled to be present when present. They have finally learned to put away the phone and to listen deeply to their loved ones and to be in the moment. I've had people that have often sat with me in tears for the first time in years and have found 
a place of solace and safety where they can express themselves and actually talk about the big things in life that they're worried about. And sometimes they realise that those things that they are worried about are not as significant as they think they are once they've allowed themselves to, if you like, to have a cathartic experience, to to get things off their chest and and really come up with a better way of being in the world. So this is why I think coaching is so powerful. But it does come with a cost to the coach. The coach needs to make sure, as I say, that they don't get too involved in people. They don't try and fix people. It's um, easy to, to look to fix people. Most of us spend our lives looking to fix everything around us. But we can't fix people. We can't change anyone. But we can inspire people to start to change for themselves. We can influence people. We can influence them positively to take action. And I think many people will set New Year's resolutions and they will say, oh, I'm going to change, I'm going to do that. But, you know, one, two, three weeks down the line, no one's really there to say, have you done it? And so I think the biggest thing about coaching is the accountability. But the coach also needs to be brave with people. The coach needs to be able to give some real candor to people. There is a time when the coach perhaps needs to step into a bit of mentorship and actually tell that person, can I give you some feedback? Can I tell you that after I've worked with you for all these years, perhaps this is something that I would like to share with you? And that bravery also has to come from the coachee as well. So in essence, how does it work? Well, first of all, we've got to be able to connect with the right person. There's got to be chemistry. So I think the first thing to talk about is making sure that you find a coach that's the right person for you. You know, do you trust them? Do you like them? Do you feel that you can be open with them? Is their personality matching yours or is it different from yours that that, that is going to work for you so that perhaps they complete you? You must make sure that that coach is all about you. That coach needs to, as I've mentioned before, really understand you, find out what makes you tick, that really understands who you are and understands what you want to change, what you need or what you want. That coach then has to not only listen to you, but they have to ask the right questions. And perhaps asking the right questions is very, very challenging. But to know and to have the experience of what to ask and when to ask those questions. But many of us, we listen to people for long periods of time, but we often never get to the point. And the coach needs to really help that coach E to get to the point, you know, what is it that you are going to do differently? You know, what is it that's going to make the difference? You know, when will it happen? How do you know that the change will start to happen? Those probing questions that allow the coachee to really nail what it is that they're going to do. And then, as I've mentioned before, the coming up with a plan, the accountability, the holding that person to account. When are you going to do it? 
what time? Give me the evidence. What do you need? What do you want? How can I support you? Let's sign the contract. So that that person feels that they go away wanting to change because it's what they want to do, not what the coach wants them to do. If I'm really brutal, I can often say that in the first half an hour of a coaching conversation, I may get in my head what that person needs to do to change. But I can't tell them. I can't say, do this, and that will cause the change you want. And it might not be the case, but often in the 23, four years of working in this environment, I realized that you have to go through the process. You have to listen, you have to ask, you have to check in, see if that's really what they want. Inevitably, what they've started talking about and wanting to do in that first half hour will be often where they end up. The most, the probably the biggest thing that I think is creating the right environment. You know, recently, well, during lockdown, I found that when I work a lot with head teachers, I found that walking and talking out on Woodbury Common or Dartmoor was the most beautiful thing to do. Perfect social distance, a chance to get exercise, to get the blood pumping around your heart and your lungs, a chance to think clearly, not to have to intensively look people in the eye, but to allow that person just to walk. And I think when the body walks, the mind loosens and people were able to have the most brilliant coaching conversations. Not only were they getting fit, they were also looking at um, getting mentally fit and changing the way they were. They were oxygenating the blood, as I've already said, and starting to, to, to come up with solutions. You know, we sit for too long in many jobs. We sit and our backs are stiff, our minds are stiff. But if that's what works for some people, we've got to do that. But I always, when it comes to making a decision, I always get up and walk with people, however short, long it is. And I say, this is the time when we need to focus. This is the time you need to look me in the eye, shake me by the hand and tell me, this is what I'm going to do differently. We all need it. We're all crying out for change. We live in a world of mental health worries, obsession, depression, anxiety, stress. We need somebody to help us to start thinking about finding our best versions of ourselves. How can you find the best you? You know, I was at a funeral yesterday and I looked at this coffin and a life well lived, but we don't know how long we've got. You know, we've all got the same amount of, of years, of months, of weeks, of days, of hours, of minutes, of seconds. Some of us are in credit and some of us are in debt. I would challenge you, really challenge you, to find somebody to help you improve your life. Get somebody to sit down with or walk with. Not a cosy chat, but a real call to action that that person can ask you the questions help you get a real new meaning in life, a new purpose, a new set of passions and plans so that you can start literally living in the future where we spend the rest of our lives. And I would suggest that's a really great place to get interested in. If I can help in any way, do contact me, jackrussellcoaching.co.uk. Thank you for your time.